Welcome to Soul Searching. Our guest today is Tianka Humphrey. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for our audience to meet you because you were voted both the most inspirational and the highest award for achievement for our class. And you had a couple of really impactful stories so I thought that our listeners would love those. So um, maybe one especially that comes to mind is you had a huge presentation and how you managed your worry around that. So tell us a little bit more about that year up um, presentation that you had. Definitely, definitely. So I kind of opened myself up to speaking engagements uh, only because, you know, practice makes perfect. And I know one of my goals was to become a CFO. So I definitely volunteer for a lot of speaking engagements. And then I just want to extend a hand and give back to my community and just show them, you know, that anybody can do anything that they put their mind to. So one of the latest speaking engagements I have was Europe. So it's a non-for-profit here in Seattle that helps students, um, kind of um, figure out what they want to do in their career and go to school. And so I always, I overthink everything. I over-prepare. And even in Dale Carnegie class, I know I had to pull back from this and stop trying to uh, pre-plan everything or have the perfect answer for everything. And I remember hearing a video of the guy saying, uh, remember that people are really rooting for you. They came here to hear your story, for you to, uh, to share your ideas. And so get out of the, the, the mind frame of thinking negative thoughts, like what if I mess up? Or uh, what if this, I don't say this as perfectly? What if I miss a point that I wanted to make? Um, what would they think of me? And so instead he said, just think that people are here to hear you, are here to listen to your story and they're rooting for you to do well. They're not rooting for you to mess up. And so that really changed my mind frame and to think more positive when I go into presenting um, or presentations and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, I think there's a lot of time that people spend, you know, working on their PowerPoint and their yeah. content and whatnot. So just hearing you say, well, actually preparing our mindset board of like just setting ourselves up for success and just yeah. reframing, assuming, you know, that good intent from the audience instead of the what ifs in a bad way. So thank yes. you. The other thing that just strikes me, I love how you said, well, I want to be a CFO. So you you kind of were like working yourself backwards. Yeah. And so I guess just tell us a little bit more about, so it sounds like you're doing a lot of goal setting. Like how do you, like what advice do you give on someone who's, you know, planning their career and, you know, ambitious and trying to achieve some big things? Definitely. Um, this didn't, I, um, so in my community, I just feel like a lot of us don't have that view of the world or the platform or the world could be ours if we put our mind to it. So I always aim to shoot for the best or the top in my field. And so CFO just naturally came. Um, I was an accountant, switched over to finance. And so I knew I wanted to, okay, what is the highest uh, achievement I can receive uh, or be in that field? And CFO was definitely it. So I kind of uh, went from there. I knew I wanted to be a pillar of light or beacon of hope for my community because uh, we don't see a lot of black CFOs. So how can I show or be an example? Um, and so CFO was that. And so I looked at, okay, what skill sets do CFOs have that I currently don't? Or what do I need to do to get there? And so I know public speaking and presentations, and which is why I ended in the Dale Carnegie class, was one of those skill sets I was working or developing to become a great leader 
and to influence people because, you know, word, uh, um, how you speak to people or, you know, your presentation skills can influence um, the world. So I knew I had to work and develop uh, that. So CFO was always that top goal. Um, and it just always been that beacon of light. If, even if I don't end at CFO, I know that's where, you know, I'm headed. Yeah. Well, and I love you've got this balance, you know, there's, you know, you're ambitious and achievement oriented and also really grounded in, you know, being that expander for other people, especially in your community of saying, okay, let's have a a black female CFO, you know, and, and show what's possible and all of that. So I love that you've got that right balance. It's not just me achieving my goals, but it's, you know, for other people too. So no wonder that probably contributes to your success is that people can feel your sincerity. Um, I guess one other thing too is, um, you know, most people kind of shy away from opportunities or especially speaking engagements. So I guess, how is it that you like either give yourself that confidence or put yourself um, up for um, taking on more and putting yourself out of your comfort zone? If you were to give a pep talk to somebody... Uh, I think this goes back to being a people pleaser as well. Like I open myself up to a lot of events, just networking. Mm -hmm. And I create that in-person friendly or those connections where people just ask me to speak. Or uh, I remember just networking. And it's like, Tanta, you're so amazing. Can you come and speak to our students? I get a lot of those invites. And not being on the, okay, I want to turn people down. I'll create those opportunities or that space and that time to give back and say yes. So I say yes to almost everything um, just so that I can help others, regardless of what is going on or what I can or can't balance. I'll adjust so that I can help others. So I think that's part of it as well. Um, And then I think it goes back to if I am developing or if I want a strong skill set in something, I know that practice makes perfect. I can't you know, say I want to develop here and I'm not doing it or I'm not putting enough time and energy or investment into my skill set. So I know these things help me grow. And so I'm invested in growing myself as well as helping others. So those two things really <laughs> drives, like open myself up for these opportunities um, and being in a position to say yes. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you said yes to this interview too. So great. Um, One, we tell an inspirational story in our leadership course and you were, you won that most inspirational. So maybe you could give us a highlight of that story as well. Definitely. So um, I share with the students uh, that uh, in my first year of college, I became pregnant with my, my son And freshman year in college, um, I ended up um, on academic probation uh, with uh, pregnant with a a child that I didn't know how to care for or how I was going to care for. Um, And I tell people that one of the inspirational quotes that kind of helped me through it was the obstacles are not um, think of obstacles as um, don't think of don't think of things as obstacles or uh, think of them as things that become the path to to where you want to go. And so instead of thinking of, um, can I become a successful student or successful in my career with a child, I thought of how do I plan to become successful in my career, in my child, um, in my field with a child. So, you know, I rethought about how to go about doing things. And so I became, it became similar. I give this example, like a student athlete. It becomes second nature. 
uh, you put so much time into your fielding your craft and it just becomes something that you are great at. So same thing here, becoming a parent and a student at the same time became second nature. It became who, a part of who I was and I knew I was going to excel, excel at it regardless. So I look at it as a different way, in a different light. Well, and one thing that's important, again, is back to that reframing and says saying, um, I can't do this is how can I do yeah. this? You know, I think that just opens up. I, I've, I've read that for, you know, a, a gratitude journal and do morning pages like from the artist's way, something is was like a daily habit of mine. And that's one of the big things it says is to, to ask a question, like, how can I see things differently? Or how can I achieve this? How can I be resilient during the pandemic, et cetera? Because then that just kind of opens up either to source or God or whatever you call, like just, or the higher self of us of like, you know, just maybe it's back to that opening concept. So just seeing you say that, and just, especially in such, like such a turning point in your life, you know, that's such a milestone that it could have gone either way. So thank you for proving that it, it works. Um, and we see him in the background. So that's yes. awesome. Yeah, look at yeah. you, I know. Um, well, you know, one other thing, I guess you kind of you know started to talk about is, you know, during the pandemic, you know, a lot of us are doing some soul searching and just, I guess, in what way have you seen yourself differently during this year? Yes. Or, you know, maybe something that you've changed your mind about? Definitely. Um, I think of the pandemic as having both pros and cons. Uh, and I learned so much about myself here. So one thing is I noticed prior to the pandemic is that, you know, we go to work, we hang out with our friends, we hang out with our family, but randomly or very rare do we find time to create for ourselves. And I've noticed that now that I, we are isolated, we can't go anywhere, I'm creating more me time. I'm creating more time to unwind, more time to find things that I enjoy doing. I recently, you know, found out that I enjoy driving around Seattle, uh, visiting new restaurants, seeing new places that I've never visited here in my time before the pandemic. And so I've created a lot of self-care time or me time that I didn't, I could not create, I'll say, or didn't create prior to the pandemic. So I enjoy that aspect. Another thing I've noticed maybe as a con is that um, I enjoy travel. I enjoy adventure. And maybe now that everything is closed, I can't enjoy that part of it. Uh, so that's a, a a con I'll say that happened uh, that I don't enjoy so much uh, about the pandemic, but I enjoy time for myself and I enjoy adventure and travel. So two things that I found uh, during the this last year that um, I noticed that I benefited or lost during this. this yeah, thing. thank yeah. you. Um, what is a story from your childhood that defines you? I always think it's kind of interesting as we reflect about either, you know, what our strengths are, some of the lessons that we had, you know, that help uh, make you who you are today. Definitely. Um, I would say it's uh, realizing the type of or the kind of mother that I wanted to be. Uh, one of the things that I know um, was a, a turning point is um, I saw a lot of, especially in high school, I saw a lot of my friends have family that attended events. I was on the uh, marching band at my high school and I didn't have parents that came to events or cheered or supported me. I was raised by my, my grandmother. Um, and I knew that what, when I became a parent, uh, what type of parent or mother I wanted to be. And I think that feeds into two, not as well, uh, not just mothership or the personal skills, but professional as well. Like what type of leader do I want to be uh, when I uh, grow up? 
you know, how do I want to influence those uh, that are closer to me or, you know, those that I care about? So I think the motherhood and as well as, you know, leadership skills kind of go hand in hand. And so what would you say your style is? You know, is there a uh, parenting philosophy or leadership philosophy that you try to go by? Um, Good question. I know there's so many different types. I try not to be like this helicopter mom. I, I enjoy seeing people grow and develop into who they are or meant to be, what they want to do. How do I help you become who you want to be? And how do I guide you there? Right. Oh, I feel like that's mine too. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. So go on. Um, and I really enjoy that. Right. So I'm not here to, um, to control or to, um, have so much of an influence that you become who I want you to be, but how do I um, develop your skill sets into who you want to be as a person, uh, as an individual, uh, that matters most. So that's both in parenting and leadership skills. Yeah. And maybe what's a story that comes to mind either with your son or a a mentee of how you've been able to do that? Like, how do you put that into practice? So my son is now 13 and he's going to high school next year. And so now we're at that point of, okay, so what would you like to do? How can I get you to where you uh, think you want to be? And so he does not know, like most uh, 13-year-olds. So it's, okay, let's put you in coding. Let's see if you like that. If you don't like that, fine, right? It's trial and error. I'm yeah. not going to become upset because I invested in you. And that ends up not being what you want to do. So we've taken coding classes. We've taken engineering. He loves track. So he's in um, track and field training. He loves basketball. So I just opened it or cast a wide net and just understand that, you know, he is developing his own time. Uh, he will catch on to something someday soon. Um, and we're just here to support and guide you through that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I have my, my 13 year old just turned 14 last month. Right. And so I'm just right behind you. He's going into high school and, you know, and he actually just said the other day, you know, I think I'm going to, um, give up soccer and go out for, for tennis. So I can play with, you know, with Andrew, my big brother, you know, his big brother. And, you know, my first thought is, oh my gosh, you know, like soccer mom, we spent so much time and money, you know, doing that to go, all right, listen to your heart. Great. You know, sounds good. You know, instead of like, are you sure? Like getting that second guessing, but it's like, oh, how do, you know, just to, you know, say, Hey, whatever you think, you know, my job is to help you like to listen to your intuition and figure what that is. So thank you. Trying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of back to your point about like being open and saying yes and see what happens. Right. Mm -hmm. I have this little thing with my son too, is he eats almost everything and he eats almost everything because we have this philosophy is you can't say that you don't like something until you try it. So try it and you can have a, uh, in your head that you don't like, and you can determine that you don't like it after you try it, but you can't decide you don't like something until you try it. So he eats a lot of foods now because he's open to trying things. Yeah. Oh, I love that food analogy. That's a great way, you know, and especially if you can tie in to say something like, Hey, you didn't used to like, you know, I don't know, broccoli. And now you do, you know, maybe that'll be the same with coding or track or whatever else. So that's great. I'm going to copy you there. Um, I guess maybe if you were going to leave us with some practical wisdom, is there a mantra or scripture or um, saying that most mm-hmm. inspires you that you um, say to yourself? Yes. One of the things that I enjoy and this helps me both um, personally and professionally is if the quote is, if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So mm-hmm. always aim to learn and grow, be around people who challenge you, 
who don't always yes or have the same ideas or knowledge as you, right? You'll never grow or you'll never be put outside the comfort zone in order to grow if you're not in inviting yourself into spaces uh, that don't have um, individuals that are more knowledgeable in areas or more experienced even um, than you. So I definitely live by if you're not the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I forget who quoted that. Uh, um, but yeah, it's definitely a famous quote. That yeah. I well, and I like to, cause it's still confident. It's not like saying, oh, I'm the dumbest one in the room. You know, we don't want to like beat ourselves up, but it's like, okay, you know, what's that again, that right level of like, you know, not feeling that imposter syndrome to be around other smart people and, you know, pushing ourselves to be slightly uncomfortable where we can learn and grow. So um, I love it. Thank you so much, Tianka, for sharing your wisdom. Yeah, we're so grateful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nikki. Have a good day. Thanks.